The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Time to highlight some positivity here on the program. Swain Event Fuel by Dan Barbecue, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. It is Friday, the best day of the week. The bottom of the nine o'clock hour. Attaboy is brought to you by Irish Networks, specializing in business, fiber, internet, and voice. Go to their website, irishnetworksusa.com, for more details. 90 days, no payment for business, internet. I like this Attaboy, Ben. Love it. Giving Steph Curry an Attaboy. And if you were on social media last night, you saw why he was being talked about so much, and that is because Steph Curry surprised a young fan with tickets to a game and visited her in the stands after she had cried three days earlier at another game upon learning that Curry had been rested, uh, holding a colorful colorful sign that read, Go Warriors, MVP Steph Curry, at the Warriors game on Monday against the Nuggets. Ten-year-old P.J. O'Byrne cried as she found out that Curry had been rested, was not playing because he was resting. We know how the NBA does it nowadays. Uh, But for her birthday, she had received tickets to that game, which was originally scheduled for December 30th, but later postponed due to a COVID-19 outbreak with the Nuggets. Then at the rescheduled game, she was devastated to learn that her favorite player would not be playing. Uh, the moment was captured by cameras, tweeted by the Warriors, and went viral. The Warriors responded by providing tickets for the young fan and her family to their next game, also against the Nuggets three days later. She cried again, this time joyfully, as Curry visited her in the stands before the game on Thursday. He talked to her, signed her poster, and took photos. Curry said uh, in an interview after the game, it's what the NBA is all about. Our fans are everything. I told her I appreciate the support and love. I know she was upset on Monday, and we got to make it up to her. And not to be outdone, the Nuggets provided her with MVP jerseys, too. Uh, to cap her evening, Curry scored 34. Wait, the Warriors whoa, whoa, whoa. won 113-102. The Nuggets gave her MVP jerseys? Yeah. It says, not to be outdone, the Nuggets provided her with MVP jerseys, too. A joker? I guess. I don't know. Nuggets was like, Nuggets was like, what about us? What we, you cheer for us too? We're going to give you some stuff too. No, she came for Steph. She came for Steph. She didn't come come for y'all. She She didn't come to watch the Joker. Oh, man, that's great. It is great, but Curry dropped 34. The Warriors won, and he also gets another attaboy because he surpassed a career total of 20,000 points. The 49th NBA player to achieve the milestone. So uh, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of Steph Curry. I know we have our Steph Curry jokes here on the show, but he he is probably my favorite athlete who does not play for one of my favorite teams uh, just because he, he's, as far as we know, never done anything wrong. He's always been in the news for positive reasons. I think the worst he's done is throw his mouthpiece <laughs> I think that's the worst thing that he's done. Um, and I, I'm just a, a huge fan of him and 
his character and everything he's done for the sport and, and how he interacts with people. He didn't have to do all this. He did not have to do any of this. And he, he took it upon himself to make sure that she was taking care of this young fan and that he went over and greeted her and took a photo, signed her poster, and just a, a really cool ordeal. I mean, that was, that was just a minute of his day. Mm-hmm. And it made that young lady's entire year, entire childhood. That's something that she will talk about literally for the rest of her life. Yeah, for sure. Steph is a big, big advocate, supporter of, of the women's game as well. And um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge Steph Curry fan. I love Mr. Dame Lillard, but Steph was right there, right there. Those are my two favorite players uh, in the NBA. So that was, I saw that. On ESPN yesterday, especially because I was watching, I was watching the Warriors game. I told y'all earlier, my wife was watching the, the the NBA game, and I was trying to watch the the SEC championship. I mean, excuse me, the SEC tournament yesterday. So they they had shown that clip several times. Good at a boy from you on on Steph Curry, eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Here's uh, some uh, news coming out of Nashville. You and Jay, man. Got everybody going now. Uh, the Titans are working on plans to build new stadium next to Nissan. Smart. That came out of uh, this morning's Sports Authority meeting. Uh, the Tennessee Titans have gone from trying to modernize Nissan Stadium to working on plans for a new stadium right next door after renovation costs more than double to $1.2 billion. Uh, the Titans president said Thursday or discussed the team's plans Thursday at a Metro Sports Authority board meeting. According to the Tennessean, the Titans currently are working with Metro Nashville officials on the design and cost of building a new stadium on Nissan's parking lots between the stadium and the Interstate 24. So, looks like uh, the Titans are going to get a, a, a new stadium, and part of the reason is that Nashville is among the cities bidding to host... Oh, the article just jumped on me. Uh, to host the FIFA 2024. Happy for Nashville. That'd be really cool. That'd be and that'd be good for all of us sports fans in the state as as well, um, because then they could host a Super Bowl, as we've talked about here on the show. Final Fours, All Star Games. Uh, cities bidding to host the 2026 World Cup with FIFA officials having toured Nissan Stadium in Music City last September. That would be huge. FIFA, I, I know we're not in soccer country, but hosting the World Cup would be just absolutely huge for the, the city of Nashville, the state of Tennessee, the U.S. I mean, that, that would be absolutely huge. I'm here for On it, man. On top of the possible Super Bowls and all sorts of other things. Now we just need to get a Major League Baseball team in Nashville. Please. Why? So you cannot root for them? Uh, I would root for them, kind of like I do with the Titans. The Yankees will forever be my team. I, I love my Yankees, but uh, I, I would like another option in the South that's accessible to go to games. My only options are the Braves and the Reds. I mean, it's hard to get to Major League games, and, and the Braves are in the NL, and the Reds are also in the NL, so the Yankees don't play them a ton. So I would like... Uh, Oakland or, or Tampa to move to Nashville, that would be an AL team, and I get to see my Yankees more often. It's all about being McKee. Selfish. 
Isn't that what life is all about for all of us? Just selfish. Whatever man. is in our best interest. Selfish. selfish. It'd be awesome for the city. Nashville could absolutely support a baseball team. They could. We're just we're sports fans in the South. The the South supports anything that wins in in the sports world. The Predators showed that. Yep. Yep. So the text box is going crazy over the whole Nico Peyton Manning conversation. Not because I think people need to understand this. It's not because of what Nico is going to do when he gets here. Like no one is saying that Nico is going to come here and, and, and do what Peyton Manning did on the football field as far as his numbers and the stats and the run at this at the Heisman. But the importance of the recruit as they're coming in to a program. There's no doubt that Peyton brought in a lot of players with him. And Rodney Nossel was like, man, Peyton wasn't even the top-rated quarterback in his class. It was Brandon Stewart. Regardless, the effect that Nico could have and maybe getting a, a real shot with Carnell Tate, because like you mentioned, I don't think – Tennessee's in the top two or three for Cardinal Tate right now. But they may change because of Nico. Nico and Cardinal Tate, they they have a relationship. The reason why I'm entertaining this, and I think you're not wrong or Jay's not wrong, is because you have to look at where the programs were and are as you're trying to bring these guys in. Like Tennessee was ten and two the year before Peyton came in. You had Heath Shula, you, you had good players, you had NFL players. Tennessee this year had four players in you know in the combine. You may have four players drafted, but during that stretch, Tennessee was having players drafted, multiple guys drafted every year. Other all over the all over the field at every position. It seems like. We have went through a stretch right now where, man, there's been some years we haven't had anybody drafted. Maybe one, two, zero, three, one, two. Well, to take that next step, you won seven games. Whippy last year. Awesome. It was great considering the preseason predictions you over um, you exceeded expectations but look around the country look around at the last few national champions Deshaun Watson Clemson Trevor Lawrence Clemson both those quarterbacks won a championship two Alabama won a championship Joe Burrow LSU won a championship and these are NFL quarterbacks. These are program-changing type of quarterbacks. Yes, Georgia won one last year with Stetson Bennett. You can't put that him in the same category as those quarterbacks, but he was he was good. Had a lot of talent around him. Defense was was locking folks down. But the way Tennessee won in the early '90s, in the mid '90s, it's not how you win now. You got to put up a lot of points. I don't know how to 
say Nico was a number one recruit in the last 25 years or since Peyton Man. I don't know how to like to to tell you who was more important because there's been a lot of great players that have come through here. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you can have this conversation and get mixed in with players who came in here and who, who were great versus being important and and filling a void at a time where Tennessee is desperately in need of that franchise quarterback for the next four years that's going to take the program to new heights like Deshaun Watson did. Tennessee wasn't as desperate for Peyton as Tennessee is desperate for Nico right now. That's why I can entertain this this conversation. And here's the other possible scenario with with Nico. He has a little brother who's probably going to be just as good. So, I mean, you may have a, a decade here of Eyal Maliavas at, at quarterback for Tennessee. Well, he might go to Ole Miss then. <laughs> <laughs> if he got a little brother, let's hope he doesn't go to Ole Miss. So, like, I, I get I get what Jay was saying. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I when you have a quarterback come in here, the the bar is 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 Peyton, right? Oh, he's gonna be next Peyton. Let's, man, let's see if he can have a the numbers that Peyton had and make a run at the Heisman and da, 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 da. And those comparisons and expectations are always unfair. But in terms of the importance to a program and the impact that a recruit could have on a program. Yo, like Nick, Nick. <laughs> Nico's very important, guys. He he he's very important. I don't remember a recruit from the moment I started playing Tennessee until now that you felt like had the ability to kind of change the trajectory of your program's direction. And possibly help bring in other recruits and be the guy for the next four years. Like I, I like I remember when we got Khalil McKenzie, the you know, five star, and he made this commitment on national television there at the opening. Still still wouldn't be big as this. Because don't play quarterback. Don't play quarterback. And Tennessee has not really pursued a Nico. I mean, they've pursued. But they haven't been in it at the end for a quarterback like Nico and finished like two or three. I mean, I guess Ty, Ty Simpson. But the reason I forget about him is because of the whole coaching change. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like I do believe that if. Pruitt was still Tennessee's coach. Like, Ty Simpson would be at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also wonder, like, and kind of think that if Josh Heupel had been here for a couple of years, I think Ty Simpson would be at Tennessee right now as well. So I, I kind of blame the coaching change for why Ty Simpson's at Alabama and not at Tennessee. And I remember us having this similar conversation to Ty Simpson as we are with Nico. I remember saying – that day of Ty Simpson announcing, like, hey, that, that's as big of a day as any football game Tennessee's going to play in the fall because Ty Simpson can change your program that much. 
So he's really the only quarterback that Tennessee has, quote, lost out to, and it's it's been because of the coaching change. And Tennessee has brought in highly ranked quarterbacks, but it it hasn't been Nico. It, JG was highly ranked, uh, but even with him being highly ranked, he wasn't thought of like Nico was thought of. Taven Jackson, highly ranked, but not ranked as high as Nico or, or thought of like Nico. Dobbs was somewhat highly ranked, but not anywhere close to, to Nico. Or, or thought of like Nico. Uh, Tyler Bray was a three-star, right? I mean, Crompton was the last, to Jay's point, Crompton was the last big-time quarterback that Tennessee brought in from a ranking perspective. In Tennessee, the year before, played for the SEC Championship. Right. So, like, again, it goes back to to, to, to 93 when Tennessee was 10-2 and pre-Payton. You know, Tennessee, we won 10, 11 games without, without Crompton yeah, the year before. So, like... I think that plays a, a, a part into it as well. Yeah, and Tennessee has brought in highly ranked guys since they've been through this drought. Uh, Derek Rogers was a five-star, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a wide receiver. Alvin Kamara, five-star, but he's a running back. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Combo came in with a ton of hype, maybe more hype than anybody the last decade, but he doesn't play quarterback. Khalil McKenzie, Dylan Bates, they, they, they did not play quarterback at the time – of their commitment. There's also been players that Tennessee has missed out on that would have greatly benefited Tennessee. The the ones that I think of that I thought Tennessee had a great chance of and uh, you were really bummed out about losing to because you you knew they were going to be great players. I think of Miko Hardman. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember him being here on his visit for the spring game. Oh, man. I, Tennessee had a good chance there and just couldn't overcome Georgia. Uh, and then Carl Lawson. Carl Lawson, the, the five-star defensive lineman that went to Auburn, had a stud career at Auburn and still playing in the league. Derek Henry, Derek Henry too. Derek, yeah. Tennessee was two for Derek Henry. Love, he loved Jay Graham. Yeah, and Nico may not have the the type of careers that Derek Henry or Carl Lawson or Miko Hartman had, but at the time of their recruitment, Nico's more important than even those players. Yeah, and the NIL has made it possible for Tennessee to land a kid from Cali that has no ties to Tennessee. Possibly land is is not done. So yeah, yeah. good 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 spot. Tennessee's in a great spot right now, and you know, text box is going crazy. I got a text message, and I agree with the text message I got. I just got. Hey, maybe we should just get Nico first. Let's get Nico first. Get them first, and then this conversation now is you know even more real. All right, let's get to Tramel. Tramel, good morning. What up, what up, my guy? What's going on, man? How y'all doing today? I see y'all having this debate. It's going back and forth, man. Do we care about winning or do we care about that? We care about we care about winning more than anything. Okay, well then the bar is T Martin, then not Peyton Manning. No, 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 no. What we talk we talk about as far as the importance of a recruit. Where you currently sit with your program, like, like Tennessee wasn't desperate for oh, yeah, T. Martin. Of course, I mean they of got course. him and he was great. Don't get me wrong. Quarterback, everybody follows. I mean that's just how it goes. You know what I'm saying? You bring a five star guy in, all the other recruits follow. I mean, you get him. We sign him in. Watch, watch, watch the floodgates open of guys trying to come to Tennessee. I mean it's just. I mean it's a place to be. You know what I'm saying? And it, we recruit ourselves, and you get a five star guy come in. They're like, oh, what well, you see in this place? You know what I'm saying? So, huh? I don't know. I debate. The debate is is what it is. I just I just feel like if 
you know what I'm saying, the bar set for recruiting, then it it takes care of itself. You know what I'm saying? A five-star guy comes in, highly tied five-star guy, then it's the recruiting starts itself. And of course, now we live in the days where they can recruit as well. So he'll get guys to come in with him, receivers, tight ends. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's just a real domino effect of, of our liking. So like you said, let's get him here first. And then we'll see what happens. Because then it's going to be, you know what I'm saying? It, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start popping at, at that point. If you get him to sign, what is it? What did you say, May? When he's signing? He's committing. He's committing in May. Committing in May? That's, that's that. That date yeah. may move up or back. Who knows? But that's that's kind of the, the, the timeline that we yeah. have if right now. If he, if he commits to Tennessee, man, the, the top will pop off of this thing, man. It's going to go crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, the bar said, to, you know, to what a five-star quarterback is. I mean, all of them aren't, aren't the same as how people treat them. But, you know what I'm saying, as far as recruiting goes, you know what I'm saying, you get a five-star guy in here, you know what I'm saying, he's going to bring some people with him. And then we'll start seeing guys, lesser guys, getting, you know, getting the, the, the chop block. I mean, it is what it is. Business. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like for T. Martin was a – he was great here, and I think we have to kind of put that to a side because, like, what you what you what you do here in those four years, we're comparing that to someone who hasn't even you know, I mean, he ain't even played a down in college yet. But we like talking about the importance of of getting him, and where would you kind of rank that? Well, uh, the reason why I keep bringing up uh, you know, the year before Peyton is because like they were, they were good before Peyton, and then T came in his first year was ninety six. I mean, in 95, they, they were 11-1. and one. So, like, folks weren't, like, salivating and, and, and desperate and, and, you know, needing tea to kind of get us over the hump. Tennessee was already over the hump. It was just, you know, getting a national championship was a, really the last last thing to, to obtain. You already had a, uh, you know, some good seasons um, that you put together. It was about, you know, getting over the hump. But now, for us, man, it's about just – getting in the mix with all the other schools who who have been winning and competing at a high level and they've done it with with top quarterbacks like we're look at the energy that we are putting into him that tells yeah. you how important he is yeah he's important man like he's it's super important man i mean it's a it's a program changer mm-hmm. i mean i mean that's that's what it is a program changer you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like you said, we did everything that we could. I mean, the chant. I mean, the crowd at the at the the crowd at the basketball game. Man, that that itself, man. I mean, I bet that gave me chill bumps, bro. Like that was crazy. That gave me chill bumps watching it from the crib. I was like, mm-hmm. dang, man. Sure we had all the motherfuckers there, man. I bet that was awesome, man. Like straight up, man. I, I, I I'm just. I think we're gonna get it, man. I, I'm hoping, I'm really hopeful, but I, th- I think we're gonna get it, man. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be super crazy. Oh, Ella, uh, one more thing, man. I want to give a shout out to my nephew. My dude made the academic uh, award of, uh, of the year for the basketball team. Yeah. As a freshman, hey, that's nasty, man. I'm just, I'm ecstatic as a parent, man. Uh, like all the parents out there that's doing their thing and for their kids and for kids that ain't theirs, man. Man, y'all the champs, man. I, I swear. Uh, I love it, it. It goes, it goes ungifted, but man, I'm telling you, keep doing it, be in these kids' lives, man, because it makes a difference, man. Like my dude was on a, like the lowest reading level ever, and he's like, just keep winning the awards, man. I'm just ecstatic as a parent, man. I just, 
Just if you could be in the kids' life that need it, man, do it. Do it. Love, love do it, it. Tremel. Thanks, man. Thanks for the phone call. Brandon B is Lane passing on Cam Newton for Sims True. Lane passed on. He did pass on Cam Newton. He did. Um, but he also passed on Taj Boyd for Tyler Bray. Yeah. Lane Lane wanted the pocket passer. Remember, Lane came from USC. You had Matt Leinart, Carson Palmer. So he passed on the dual threat guys. But now, loves them. Look who helped him win 10 games at Ole Miss this past season. Full circle, right? Brian Hunsucker says Nico is the biggest recruit since Harrison Bailey. And Harrison, what? Like, as far as stars? Yeah, but I remember the Harrison Bailey recruitment. Guys, Georgia didn't want Harrison Bailey. Georgia didn't want Harrison Bailey. Harrison Bailey, what a name. And, and... People at Tennessee didn't feel like Harrison was going to take them to the next to the next level. They they got him, but there was no talk from people inside the building. It was like, yo, this Harrison Bailey kid is going to be one the one that takes us to the next level. They were like, yo, he's he's good. We'll see what happens when we get him. Yeah, he's a five star. We want him, but there was no talk about him being the the Tua or the Deshaun Watson or the Trevor Lawrence type. There was no talk of that, like there is with with, with uh, Nico. With Nico, Brian came back and says, "I couldn't type that without laughing." Yeah, I couldn't read it without laughing. Couldn't read it. Fallstorm says Jay is spot on. The program was in a lot better shape in '94. Nico could be the quarterback to help elevate the talent and the profile of the team. Uh, Chatty Vol, Chatty VFL. 423 says, does Nico style remind you of, uh, who does Nico style remind you of? Looking at the highlights, he reminds me a lot of Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, big arm. Big, huge arm. Versatile. Mobile. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. 865-255-03. I can see Tennessee spanking Mississippi State tonight. Yes, sir. Because Tennessee is favored by seven points. I just hope we see another Admiral Schofield type of dunk. That's what happened the last time the two teams played in the SEC tournament. That's what I'm looking for. Admiral adopted a little boy. Said he was too little. Get off me, little boy. That's what Admiral told him. I want Kennedy to yam on somebody. With Kennedy being as short as he is, him him putting together a poster would be pretty awesome. We need it. This would be a great game for Keon Johnson to play in. Yes. <laughs> this would be a great game for that because I know we would get a, a posterization in, in, this, in this game for sure. It'd be a great game for him to play in. Tennessee by seven is – the spread. Our three powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Make your health a priority. Tennessee, Mississippi State tonight. 
Low T Center has affordable, convenient options for treatment, including monitor self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home. And you can make your health a priority and schedule a annual health assessment covered by most health insurance. And if your insurance does not cover that, it's just $100 or less for cash payment. LowTCenter.com. Book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Reinventing men's health care. We have a flyby caller. Yeah, Turkey Man wanted to call in and said that he's uh, glad that we're stargazing now. No, ain't gonna do with the stars. Don't care about the stars. Yeah, Turkey Man. Don't care about player stars. He's a quarterback, and man, Tennessee feels like he is the guy. I got an email that says, stop pumping uh, Nico up. No. Stop blowing Nico kid up. Stop emailing Swain. Hey, man. Listen, if Tennessee is going all in on, on a quarterback that they feel could be the the Trevor Lawrence of this class or this program, and he just came off a visit, and he's liking Tennessee, we're not supposed to talk about him? He's a consensus <laughs> top 10 player in the country. <laughs> not a top 10 quarterback. He is a consensus five-star and consensus top ten player in the country. It looks like the Vols are out in front for him. And I'm sorry, you Barry. expect us not to overreact? I'm sorry, Barry. You got to talk about him. And and even in talking about him, I mean, the, this is a, a huge development. Huge storyline. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Sorry, Barry, man. Sorry, man, but. All recruiting is blowing a kid up before he gets to a, a place. All of it's that. Like all of it is. Even if we didn't say a single word, the expectations for him will be through the roof. It's, it's part of that. That's part of recruiting. Expectations are already through the roof for him. Mm-hmm. Wherever he goes, so it's the way it is, Barry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I mean, he has to be. He has to be discussed. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can tell, but I was I wasn't excited about the whole he's the most important quarterback recruit since Peyton Manning. I wasn't excited about having that conversation. But I mean I I understand why Jay said that. Cause I know how folks will be like, oh, don't 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 even say Peyton and another guy's name in the same sentence. They can't even take that. Because you all make start thinking about it's production. So, sorry, man. It's it's a big it's a big time it's it's a big time development. Would you say that if Tennessee lands Nico, it's a big get? I would say he's a big get. How big of a get? Just had a whole conversation about how big it is. Huge. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be big, Ben. All right, man. Tennessee tonight, six p.m. I got. Kennedy Chandler being Tennessee's leading scorer tonight. I got Tennessee winning this game um, by eight. I have Kennedy Chandler being more efficient from the free throw line. Saw photos of Rick Barnes working on that free throw in practice. I think Kennedy's going to be a lot better from the free throw line in tonight's game. I'm looking forward to coming back on a Monday morning. And talking about it all. I cannot wait to talk about Tennessee advancing and getting a rematch against Kentucky. Splitting 
this regular season. Now it's about who gets the edge. Will it be Tennessee? Will it be Kentucky? Or will it be somebody else? Who knows? Still got to play the game. Baylor goes down in the Big 12 tournament. So it could happen. Who's going to go down? Who's going to advance? We'll be here Monday to talk about it all. Swain Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope y'all have a great weekend. Peace and love. We are out.